Well, hello and welcome back to the Hot Book Show, episode 233. It's only our third one for the, the year and it's March already. It feels it's odd. Weird, yeah. but, but I am enjoying that we're taking a little bit of break, uh, that we've taken a bit of a break, so I don't know. Do you guys feel rested? N not no. today. <laughs> not today. I feel. I am, I'm super rested. I decided to take a week off of absolutely everything. Yeah. And I do want to advocate for that. If you're going through a lot, mm -hmm. take yourself a break. It's whether it's family responsibility or sick leave. You're facing some mental challenges. Take yourself a break. You, 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 you might have responsibilities that you can't take a break from, like your family and your business, but you actually have the responsibility to be in the right frame of mind to make those things happen for your family and your business. Yeah, sitting back in a corner and crumbling into a thousand pieces doesn't get things done. I mean, no. I we mean, could have done that through so many occasions <laughs> on robberies, murders, my mom passing away. I could have just crumbled also myself into yeah. a corner. I tried a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I tried a little bit. I used my best tool in life, my mm -hmm. cannabis, and I went and... I went and visited nature for a little bit and explored some mountains. Right. And your second hiking. best tool? Your friends. My friends, yes, and plants. I spent a lot of time with the plants and I do feel a hell of a lot better. So do yourself a favor. Well, I'm glad yes. you're feeling well better. Done, your yeah. grandpa's feeling better. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. So I don't need to introduce us because obviously we know I'm Joe. This is Dale and Amy. Dan is currently in Spain. He, who, what was it? He won a competition? He won some, uh, we don't know yet because we haven't seen him. So we haven't got the full lowdown there, but um, I'm very... And this is with all the love. I'm so jealous of all I, uh, our friends over there. Yeah. Lovingly jealous. <laughs> um, Myrtle is currently doing the ICS Catalonia Cannabis yeah. Clubs tour. Educational tour. Educational yeah. tour. I knew I was going to get a word out of that. <laughs> um, so she did actually send us a rant. We're going to play it for you in a few minutes. But um, she goes from there. This Count this as your Fields of Green update. Um, she's doing the Cannabis Clubs tour at the moment with ICS, which is the international... Uh, something of ethnobotanic something. Oh, yes. we, the logo yeah. will be up in the rent. You'll see it there. Or <laughs> responsible to a little bit that way at least. <laughs> and then she leaves from there and arrives in Vienna on Sunday mm. into the hallowed halls of Mordor and off to go and change the laws on a global scale. But before she goes there, what's happening on the Saturday? Spanibus! Spanibus! Which is where <laughs> Dan's going to be yeah, as well. Dan and lots of the team and close friends will be there. Yeah. So we love you guys, but we also like, fuck you guys. Okay, we love you, but fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, um, we don't have any footage of it yet because it hasn't been released, but there's going to be, there's that incredible artwork at one of the mm. Spanish the Barcelona clubs. So we got a really cool inbox and basically it's like a, a history, a celebrating history of cannabis or something the like that. Of the legends of cannabis. And yeah, Mertz and Jules have been honored on that and it's apparently a seven meter tapestry. Mm. Well, before I, I, to, to Jair, I know the legends of cannabis is your thing. Uh, and this no, is not that thing. Name. This isn't that. Okay, I just I don't want to get them confused. Jayez does a completely different legend yeah. of cannabis where they get this amazing jacket, and maybe one day we'll be famous yeah. enough to get a jacket. Also, so I can't wait yeah. to see that, and then hopefully maybe next week we'll have it on the show. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Next week, week after. Next week she's still yeah. away, isn't she? Yeah, but we might have some sneak. Well, hopefully we have footage because then they're releasing it on Saturday. It's like okay. a big reveal. Bing, bing. 
like on such an international scale, being represented like that, super cool, you know. It is incredibly. I cool. don't think we do enough for our legends. I was going to say, almost we merch and jewels get a lot more recognition internationally than they do locally. Yeah. Much, and, much um, more. But yeah, it's 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 yeah, very cool. Yeah, it actually breaks my heart a little bit when you like walking around um, the community and when you go to festivals or parties and people are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I volunteer at a non-profit company. You know, we're changing the laws. Have you ever heard of the Dacher couple?" Like nine times out of ten, the answer is no. It's a whole new generation, yeah. though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sad, but it's also yeah. it's a whole new. Yeah. So despite generation. everything you might have heard, the Dacher couple are actually the reason. <laughs> actually, the reason. All of this. The, the start of okay. Gareth started it, but his um, his case I think got chucked out of uh, court because he wants looking to um, legalize for Rastafari only, which is completely unconstitutional. You can't have one set of laws for one, one set of people and another set of laws for another set of people, which is why the courts threw it out. Um, Merton Jules are the ones who started fighting for every single body. Yeah. Then Jeremy got involved and then his case got a little bit mm. faster through the court system, the Western Cape. But in the end we all pull together and we need to in the end, to do so. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, so should we have a little look-see at what Myrtle's yes. up to? She sent us a Myrtle's rant from Spain today. I'm sorry, hang on. Uh, okay, <laughs> give us five seconds. Um, so uh, she talks us through a little bit of what she's been doing while she's in Spain, some of the people she's been talking to. Should we bank camp first? Oh, oh yeah. Do, sorry, Techie, sorry, Techie. We haven't had it in so long, though, in our depends. <laughs> <laughs> And you pre-rolled one for us already. I have, yes. Good boy. And I do mean that in the I most have. loving, respectful way possible. What are we smoking no, tonight? So, I <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my YouTube to work so I can take comments. I also but can't seem to find. Over here, I have some slurred speech. So this is um, grown right here. I don't know if you can see. Oh, whoa. Very Pretty delicious. It's been curing for a few months. It's chunky for greenhouse. Yeah, it's pretty it's damn like solid. And I mean, shout out to I think it's Thug Park Genetics, local guys. Um, I think they originally bred the the strain or the cultivar, and they're on an international scale right now. People all over Europe and America are buying their their genetics. So cool. Shout out to our local Thug Park. Yeah, yeah. Thank you uh, so much. This, this catalog for, for Christmas. I think I brought it up before, but didn't have the Dan Camp to show you. <laughs> Fits like 10 grams to go roll up. Oh, wow. Jeez, like. Got some Gorilla Glue. Also quite chunky. Get some focus on you. Oh, good job. Yeah. And I mean, just pop the cap on. If it's enough for me to smoke over like, you know, two, three days, you pump it, you get all the air out, all the excess air, so it stays nice and humid. And Yeah, that's and very cool. All, Listen, all. while we've got the Dan cam on, let me just show you a photo that Dan has just sent us. Oh, wow. Look at that. God, wow. That 
guys dreamed. Oh Dude, we God. were trying very hard not to be jealous. <laughs> I can't wait for one day to be able to do the Not even just that, well. like cultural exploration and mm. stuff like that. They, they started all the cannabis clubs and the culture of the cannabis there is incredible. Yeah, it is. That's why it's exactly the appropriate place for Myrtle to be, to be learning about cannabis clubs. And it's, it's an incredibly educational tour. One of the okay. people that they uh, is on the tour with them or that they met today on the tour. I spoke at one of the clubs, I yeah, think. He, yeah, he, he wears the, the old ankle bracelet from the police, yeah. per kind favor of the cops. He sleeps in jail three nights a week, but he's allowed out to do educational talks and stuff like that. I'm not so sure we'll have to wait for the full lowdown. I can't wait to get the full story from Myrtle. Okay, are you ready for us? Mm. Right, so let's head into Myrtle's rant. Hello and welcome to another edition of Myrtle's Rant. We are just standing outside a restaurant waiting to go for lunch. I am of course on the ICEA's Catalonia Cannabis Social Clubs tour and we've had an amazing, amazing uh, few days so far. This is day four. Um, we have visited six social clubs so far and there's still two more to go. We've also uh, visited the local associations of cannabis clubs and this morning we were also at the Department of Health who uh, put forward recommendations for, for cannabis uh, social clubs but only in Catalonia because it's quite similar to what's happening in America is in Catalonia uh, they have passed laws but those laws have largely been vetoed by the central Spanish government. Uh, there's been lots and lots of interesting discussions. Um, uh, we find in common cause with the Americans in terms of social equity issues. Uh, there's not so many social equity issues. I'm not saying there's not the issues but there's not so much discussion about it here in Europe. For example, what is going to happen to the Moroccan farmers uh, once cannabis is fully legal in Spain, um, which is the same kind of dilemma that we have uh, with our rural farmers in South Africa. So I was just coming to check in and uh, tell everybody that I'm having an amazing time and thank you to ICS for making this trip possible. And um, I will, I've certainly been taking lots of notes and lots of photographs uh, and will let everybody know the various intricacies of what is going on. But I must say that this morning at the Department of Health, they asked that, um, that we uh, each introduce ourselves and where we were from and what area we worked in. And I must say it sent shivers down my spine to hear everybody introduce themselves from the 11 different countries represented, represented here. Um, and we are 30 participants all together. And um, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of common cause. Uh, there's a lot that uh, we are all struggling with. Uh, nowhere here has anybody sorted out all the problems. Um, but I feel particular kinship with countries like Malta, uh, where it is not legal yet, let me tell you, the, the directors of the uh, Maltese policy change are here in the group and that's one of the first things that they said to me. Cannabis is not legal in Malta. People think that it's legal. They've still got a long way to go. For example, there's no consumption clubs allowed there. Um, it's very complicated. 
there's also quite a few people from the southern hemisphere and I certainly feel a kinship with the with the people from Colombia uh, Mexico and Barbados uh, where we really do face the issues I was having a conversation with Zara snap from Mexico this morning and she said you know this is so much to put on cannabis that we are going to affect social equity somehow or we are going to save the world and as we've always said cannabis is not going to save the world but it is certainly going to help so from the beautiful beautiful catalonia city of barcelona i'm signing off now i hope you enjoy the hot box show tonight uh, and lots and lots of love from spain I'm so excited for her. Yeah, it's been pretty hardcore and full, like full on and intense. Like I think Mertz has been getting to bed at like 1 a.m. Listen, all of us have been getting to bed at 1 a.m. helping her get ready for all of this. Sometimes yeah. even 3 a.m. because we're busy interacting between Spain and Mexico and yeah. all over the place. And so they're wide awake while we fast asleep. So um, it's been at least I'm a night owl, so I don't mind. I'm quickly changing flyers and adding QR codes and all sorts of funny things. But it's been it's been great fun helping get everything ready and exciting to feel like a part of something. And you know, just listening to all of that, there's a lot of interesting points that have been brought up and things that a lot of us have thought about for a long time. Mm. You know, I think from from me having been a young man, sort of saying like 18, 19, when everything really started, all the activism really started with mm. Jules and Myrtle and everyone started getting loud about cannabis movements and, and legalizing, and that was just the word, legalizing, there was no brackets for it. There was no way to do it specifically. Yeah. But um, we had all this hope that cannabis could absolutely change our economy, our our healthcare system, and uh, you know everything that came along with that. Mm. And we put so much pressure onto the plant itself. Mm. You know, it's, I mean, yes, the plant has a strong spirit, of course, but obviously, but it's but not a silver it's, bullet. It's, just, it's not a silver bullet, and it's there that. to guide us. It's not there to to actually save us. It's up to you to do the saving mm. of yourself. You know, it's true. It's true. With integrity. With integrity. <laughs> but, and and that brings up a lot of things. You want to talk about medical medical care system. I, for a long time, had had this hatred towards the the medical industry because mm. I lost my father through chemotherapy. I'm so and I blamed it all on that them. because I was young and I was like, I can I could have saved him with cannabis. Mm. You know, I had I had that you know, belief system, that faith that that cannabis would save him, mm. and it didn't. But there were things that I didn't understand. Did he Is even try? A, you know, did he even try? But that's it. Maybe like my mom didn't even try. She kept saying to me, "Oh no, it's so expensive. I don't want to use it." Maybe he took his drops now and again. But did he change his diet? Did he change the way he treated people? Did he change the way he worked with people? It's a lifestyle no. change if you want to get rid of stuff. Like cannabis that. can be the inspiration to make you want to change, but mm -hmm. you've got to actually change everything. And cannabis is just going to help. Look, obviously, it does help to a certain degree with apoptosis and stuff like that. But it can't be the only treatment mm. that you're doing. But that's, again, understanding exactly what you're doing when you're treating mm. somebody with cannabis. Mm. Don't go and tell them, yes, this is going to give you the best chances of surviving. Don't give false hope. Don't give people well. false hope because you also don't know whether the cancer is uh, glandular. Is it, is it in the glands? Is it in the lymph nodes? Mm. You know, if it's in the lymph nodes, cannabis is not going to cure him. Cannabis is actually not going to get rid of the cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's in the glands, you might have a fighting chance. So it's understanding how certain cannabis is going to work with yeah. and how certain cancers And I think work. a lot of doctors are, you know, just even 
you know, experiencing dealing with certain doctors, that there are a lot more doctors showing interest and opening yes. up and actually starting to work with the plants, which is, I think, Thankfully. really beautiful, and it's about time. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. obviously, has massive healing properties across Any, a range and of anything. It at least makes you sleep a bit better, get some food in, you know. And, and when you're sleeping, mm, yeah. you shut down. Your body puts all that energy into healing instead of thinking and smelling and listening and seeing and like all those senses get to just mm. for a little bit, and all that energy goes into healing. Mm. Sleep is one of the most healing things you can do if you, if you are feeling down climb into bed and have a nap so you know we raise the expectations of what the plant can do for us to, mm. to such a high bar that nothing can actually reach that point we're actually not helping ourselves any further are we no not really mm. not really so yeah so that's why our campaign always uh, was it last year or before last cannabis can help South, South Africa it I mean, can obviously it can help with um, rural farmers if they would, would be allowed to grow without those incredibly strict separate regulations. Mm. Not all the Not weed is, needs to be prescription weed. Mm -hmm. Like, what about the cattle feed? What about uh, yeah, biofuel? What about hemp clothing? What about industrial like, roads? Livestock for, like, for feed, that there's been amazing research and like yeah. benefits that have been proven with that. So, I've yeah. said it once and I'll say it a thousand more times until somebody listens. I don't mind if there's a high THC in my T-shirt. I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to be like below 0.00 fish paste flipping THC in order to make it a shirt. Mm -hmm. Like, besides, by the time you've washed it a few times and ironed it, you're, the person who's ironing it is going to probably have a good time. <laughs> but even through the production process, the THC is good. So government really does need to get over this little... I don't know, no, obsession. But it's just all numbers. But it's not only here, though. If we look at it, if we're honest about it, yes. it isn't only the South African government that's putting these, no. like, like, not real. Well, the whole world needs that's it. They need to wake up at a global level. Yeah. That these stupid oh, numbers. Oh, we the can stupidest plant counter. Oh, we know we can, make, we can make fuel out of out of hemp, right? Mm. But we don't understand exactly what the resources it takes to actually grow that amount of hemp to make fuel or what it actually might do to the environment. There's mm. so many aspects that are now being raised up, which is the good thing, but mm. also the bad thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, with him for pulling poisons and stuff out of the planet, wouldn't it be a great idea if someone could go and plant Ohio full of hemp? Because I believe there's been a second trend here. Uh, yeah. right, we get our news from TikTok because you don't find any of this news on mainstream media. <laughs> viva TikTok, viva. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, like, with, with that kind of contamination? So we're not doing, like, CBD and N vibes anymore. What we're doing is we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk. We're going to bring we're you into our bluntly. conversation. We're going to talk bluntly. Because by the time you guys, uh, by the time we get to bring you the news, which is why we've canned CBD and N, it's already been floating around the internet yeah. for a week. Everybody's done their little things. And this is really major and, like, pivotal. Yeah, like, if we've got a massive announcement and we manage to get it out before the newspapers... You know, you can get a hold of it, then sure. Then sure. But yeah, now we're just going to chat about our feelings. Tonight we're talking about our feelings, <laughs> about the cannabis industry, and how much pressure is being put on this plant, yeah. and how much pressure is being put on the growers by, may I just add, fuck the police. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. that they're, they're in like a feeding frenzy at the moment. Yeah, but it's harvest time. It's harvest <laughs> season. Welcome to the gross season. Nothing, a little bit nothing has I mean, changed. 
That's also another thing. Everyone's for the longest time just been like, fuck the police, fuck the police. But share your stories. What happened to you that you feel that way about the police? Well, what did they do several. To, what did they do to your family? You know, yeah. some of us have been arrested. You know, some of us yeah. have been sitting on that piss and shit floor jail cell. Some you know, of us had with such the police good officers walking past you and actually, you, you know, they're looking at you like you dirt. They they swearing at you and talking to you like shit, and they're yeah. very racist. And actually, I've said it before because I mean, we'll we'll pull up the the link later. Um, being arrested in South Africa is known as the most traumatic thing that can happen to a person. Is there and I can I can vouch for that because it is absolutely It's incredibly traumatic. traumatic. The cops hate you. They hate yeah. you and they make absolutely no pretenses I, about anything else. I've been arrested uh -huh. with weed with a handful of weed, with a lot of weed, and I've also been arrested for having absolutely no weed just for being able to stand up for myself and being like, I know my rights, you can't take my pipe and my grinder from me. They're just gonna laugh at you, they can do whatever they want to you till you get to the police station. <laughs> Absolutely whatever they want yeah. to. You, you have to know your rights, but you also have to mind your manners if you would like to maintain your pretty face. Mm. Because no, they're assault, bro. No, they We've heard do. stories so, of, of so them in, what's it, in the Eastern Cape or in mm. Cape Town somewhere in the last week or two, throwing elderly people down to the floor and putting their guns to their heads. Policemen, I'm talking to you, stop it. You know, Joe, Joe, Joe and I used to go to the police stations when people were arrested and we, we'd offer them their support and we'd, we'd help them get a lawyer and all that kind of stuff. And the kind of stories that we heard coming mm. from people, you know, the last one we went to was a guy and his pregnant wife and mm. the cops actually... I still got the video, you know, the, we filmed, the, we they, interviewed they them and yeah. punched them and threw them we around. bring those videos back out and slashes. And, and that's just, mm. just the thing. One day I thought I knew my rights and I was filming the police officers saying I'm wrong and all that stuff. And they physically threw me in the back of the van, mm. they drove me out back past mm. that side of Zanspray, mm. took me out and they kicked the shit out of me trying to mm. make me delete that video. So these stories need to come out, but also the good stories, you know? Good cop stories? We don't, I'm not good cop stories. No, I was going to say, do they exist? <laughs> <laughs> not in our industry. We want you guys not just to share your, your horrible stories because even though horrible stuff has happened to you because of you just standing up for the plant, mm. there's a lot of good things that have happened to you because you're standing up for the plant. That's it. Look at where we're all sitting because we, we've been standing up for the plant. We're sitting in a, I mean, this is a position of privilege and I 100% acknowledge it, but it's, mm. been a, it's been hard work to earn this privilege to be able to sit here and, and help back up the people. I mean, I don't feel like I'm doing actually anything, you know, to change the law, but we're helping back up the people that are going over there that know all the right words to say and they know all the right people to speak to. It's also a human rights issue as much as it is Huge. about plants. Mm. Huge. Are you guys done? Can I pass this to take you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's wild out there, and as we've seen, things are picking up again. And well, How do you feel about the current industry? Are you excited? Are you feeling like it's down? It's like a bit of a roller coaster, personally. I think because we do this all day, every day, um, it is very much a roller coaster for me. Some days I'm very charged and positive and happy and, you know, positive, I think. But some days you kind of question why we're doing what we're even doing. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just part of the game. And I think it takes a special kind of person. Yeah. Like, for, this is where we, we, we shout out Charles, because when we first started with Join the Queue, uh, which then evolved into Stop the Cops, 
Um, I was the one answering that SOS 24-hour um, helpline, and are you trying to pass that back to me? No. No. <laughs> I was just checking. And, and um, I was very, very, very grateful when Charles took over because it is so draining on your mental health to answer these phone calls every day. And every person feels like, to them, and because it is for them, this is like the biggest thing ever. This is, you know, and as they tell you what's happening and the story, they feel like you, this is the first time you're ever hearing of this kind of behavior yeah. from the police. And, you know, it's, it's hard. You don't want to, like, just say to them, oh, it's, it's typical, it's normal, you know, you're not special. <laughs> but it's... Um, it's horrifying, and Charles, you have my deepest, deepest love and respect for being able to answer that phone. Mm. It's been longer. I think he's had that phone for like seven years. Yeah, it's 24 time. 7. It's 24-7. I had it for the first two years. He's had it for, for, um, yeah. for seven years since then. So Charles, I love you and I respect you because I don't know how yeah. how you have the mental strength to deal with those phone calls every day. They are traumatizing every single time, every single one. And that what is what keeps my fuck the police fueled. That and the fact that they've never bothered looking into Jules's murder. Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Do you feel upbeat or are you still a little ambivalent or? It's I, I'm always trying to feel positive. Yeah. I'm always gonna hope for the best, but I'm also always looking at the reality of things yeah. and they do affect me because some of us are sensitive. And um, I got hope for the industry. I do see things changing our way. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do. I think it's going to be sooner than we actually. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be sooner than than we think it'll be. Yeah. I think yeah, there's some good things I coming our this, way. I think had this actually happened in the 90s and early 2000s, the government would have had a way easier way at making it their way. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, very Without much. Without the so. social media and people uniting mm. together and talking about it, like mm. you know. Look, late, late 80s, early 90s, the government certainly wouldn't have been concerned about the legacy farmer. So at least in that respect, um, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And we're fighting as hard as we can for we're the legacy farmer. We're all in the right place at the right time, and this is a revolution that's happening with this plant at the end of the day. That's it. Yeah, I'm also, I'm still feeling like ambivalent. I feel really, really positive because I see the potential of what's going on, and I see the hard work that's going on in the background. Yeah. But then I also see all the arrests and the snakes and the, the scammers and the... Mm big corporates that think that they can just take over and, and like knock people out of the game is not cool. So I, I, I'm very much, in life I'm very much a fence sitter. I was born with this fucking horrible ability to see both sides of the fence and, and uh, both sides of the story. Um, but yeah. Like, yeah, I choose to stay positive, but you're like, yeah, yeah, cannabis is helping people, but no, people are capitalizing off of sick people. Yeah, I've got a big rent in me that's building up. I'm not ready to let it out yet, but so you think you're an activist? It's coming one day soon. <laughs> um, okay, so also, uh, we, we, we try to stick to like half hour ish shows. We're almost there. Uh, before we close off, I want to remind you, please, um, Bernie's raffle for the Labour Court mm. case. She's extended it by a week, so the draw will be happening on the 23rd of March now. 
uh, the day before we go down to the day we go. Something like around there. Yeah. So we will. Um, she's gonna maybe draw it a day or two earlier and send me a video, and we're gonna yeah. show the, la the the draw on the, uh, on the twenty fourth, mm. twenty third, the Thursday that's in the twentieth something there. Um, and then also, if, oh, if you need more information about that, episode 225, part two, it's a short 18-minute one. That's where we talk to Bernie all about her case, all about the prizes that she's organized. Mm. Somebody sponsored a full set of brand-new tires in this economy. Who's going to spit on that, right? I'm buying a ticket. Um, even her own lawyers have bought tickets to support her. She's doing her best to add to yeah. the fund that we're putting together for these cases. It's the Labour Court case, it's the Hayes Club case, it's the interdicts against specific um, police stations, and of course the biggest, the main is the, mm. the trial of the plant. Mm. It's going to be very expensive. Mm. Very expensive. So please buy a ticket for Bernie. Okay, and then the other thing I want you to buy a ticket for is the Stoner Games slash Can Olympics on the 15th of April. Uh, last week we showed you an inter uh, the clip of the interview with the guys from So Faded Productions. On Wednesday I uploaded the full 14 minute interview, so please go and have a look at that. They talk all the way through the games, the history of the games, where they got the idea from, like all of it. Um, I just snipped like two minutes out of that for the full last week's little short. Um, and that's pretty much what I have to say. I think so. I think also stay or check our social for Fields of Green for All for next week, Wednesday. It's going to be, I think it's at 9 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. It's going to be our side events at the UN. So if you are interested, please do go and hop onto the Zoom link. It's not too late to go to the GoFundMe yeah. to, to put a small deposit, like the value of a cup of coffee, into the GoFundMe, please. ICS has paid for Myrtle to get to Barcelona. And there's still the whole trip to from Barcelona yeah. to Vienna for this very important work that she's that they're doing. The whole crew that's Paul Michael's going with her. Mm. Oh, I'm just very excited Fantastic. for all of this. The yeah. UN stuff, yeah. The United Nations. Oh it's also too much excitement. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think that's us for this evening. Do you wanna have a sign out vibe? No, you're Dachabama. <laughs> Stand up for what you believe in. Stay safe and please light one up for Jules.